Hey guys, I'm James, you just joined the high table, and welcome to The Bunker. In today's episode, we're talking about that interview, the fallout from it, as well as my take on the whole situation. So, without further ado, let's just get into it. Hey guys, so thanks for joining me. Before we get started and talk about the whole Prince Harry, Meghan Markle situation, I need you to do me a small favour. Can you hit that like button, smash that subscribe button and destroy that bell for notifications. If you do, it helps me out massively, costs you guys absolutely nothing. So there's really no reason and nothing holding you back from doing it. But with that out of the way, let's just get into the episode. So once again, guys, we have a member of the colonies rebelling against the monarchy by spilling tea. And they did it with a little extra spice. Let me add a little bit of spice to that because that Meghan markle prince harry interview with oprah winfrey has dropped some massive bombshells that include race issues and mental health issues and opinions on this interview seem to have split people wildly to two sides you either have the Meghan markle prince harry team or the pro royal team because the general consensus seems to be People either see Meghan Markle as a bit of inspiration, like a strong woman removing herself from a toxic environment, taking back control of her life and speaking her truth. The other side see it as a woman who was married into an institution, tried to change it from the inside out. And when that failed, um, she's thrown her toys out of the pram, as it were, and basically lashed back with this interview. That seems to be the general consensus on either side. And we're going to get into it on this video. We're going to look at it from both sides and see why people think of it this way. We're going to start by looking at the mental health issues that Meghan and Harry brought up in their interview with Oprah Winfrey. In it, Meghan stated that she felt that she was very isolated, um, that she was unprotected from the tabloid media by the British royal family, or as the firm she often referred to it. And we can see there is multiple, multiple articles of the media going in at Meghan for effectively no reason. Uh, many people have drawn comparisons between the media treatment of Meghan versus Kate, Prince William's wife. Because in direct comparisons where Kate does one thing and she is celebrated and regarded as a breath of fresh air to the royal family, Meghan may do the exact same thing but then she is vilified and shamed as breaking with tradition. And under that lens, you can see why Meghan would feel like she is being unfairly targeted. She's being unfairly treated. Why is Kate getting the support, but she isn't? This will spiral with her. You can understand why she would feel extra strain and contemplate her own life ending. I can, I can see where she's coming from there. I can empathize with that. But the comparison with Kate isn't a direct one-to-one -one comparison because many people seem to have forgotten that early on in Kate's relationship with Prince William, she suffered a tremendous abuse of her privacy with her honeymoon pictures of her sunbathing topless being blasted all across the world media. I'd say that is extreme inv invasion of privacy. I'd say that's abuse. and I'd say that that also is unfair treatment of a member of the royal family and who else have we seen experience terrible treatment by the media princess diana diana was relentlessly pursued by them constantly hounded by them 
and always under that microscope, unfairly treated by them, up until the point where she met her untimely end. And this brings us on to Prince Harry. This is a man who was seeing this strain being put on his wife and then was in fear of the same thing happening again, of history repeating itself, of his wife meeting the same fate as his mother. And you can understand any husband worth his salt wanting to remove his wife and young child from that situation, get them away from that as quickly as possible. And I can completely empathize there yet again. And speaking of the child's baby Archie, the whole issue with race, like the fact that a member of the British royal family was concerned what the baby's skin color was going to be. If that is true, I find that to be of extreme concern because we are in 2021 and the British royal family should have started to evolve by now. You can't be living in the 1920s still. I mean, we need to get with the times. Would it be so bad for a mixed race person to be on the British throne at some point? I mean, America's had a black president. Is it really that bad to have a mixed race person on the British throne? Personally, I don't think so, especially when you consider that the British royal family is of German and Greek descent. I mean, really, it's that's pot calling kettle black, really, isn't it? What? Why is race even an issue? Who's bringing that up? I mean, there are theories as to who asked it, and I'll leave that to you guys. But in the comments down below, tell me who you think made those racial comments. But you can understand why in this situation, people would be team Meghan and Harry, a family wanting to remove themselves from a toxic situation, wanting to save themselves and protect themselves when they don't feel like they're being protected. I mean, Prince Harry even stated that, or Meghan rather, stated that baby Archie wouldn't be entitled to the same security as other senior members of the royal family. So there is very literally no protection there. They have to remove themselves to protect themselves, and I can understand that. But on the other side, we have the pro-royal faction, or more accurately, should we say, they're realistically they're more of a anti-Megan faction. Really, there's pro-royal elements there, but I think vocally a lot of it's more anti-Megan. And before I get into talking about that, I want to state clearly and get this out of the way that I have a pro-royal bias. Um, as I mean, I even put them in my top ten best things about Britain. Link to that somewhere up above. Because I genuinely believe that the royal family as a whole, on the whole rather, is good for Britain. That they provide a lot of positives for us. That they do a lot of good for Britain. And yes, I'm not ignorant of the fact that it's probably only certain members of the royal family that are doing this country a lot of good. And that we could probably do without others. But we can't have our cake and eat it. We've got to lump them all together. So in that sense, in general, yes, I am a supporter of the royal family god save the queen um but this faction this group seems to see megan as a wallace simpson type character and there is some merit to that view because for those of you who don't know wallace simpson was a woman a, divor a divorcee an american who caught the attention of who was at the time king edward King Edward fell in love with this woman and ultimately to marry her, he had to give up the throne. He had to, he had to abdicate to marry her and ultimately 
his younger brother George would then become king, the father of Queen Elizabeth. And at that time, Wallace Simpson was regarded as a villain. Somebody had come across to break up the British royal family. She even went on and did an interview herself later on, wearing a very similar dress to the one that Meghan wore in her interview with Oprah. So you can understand where this faction is coming from because they are seeing very real parallels between the two of them. You, you, you can't really deny that. Um, I mean, even I see it, and I'm sitting here in the middle, or trying to. Um, and then you have the other side of the argument, well, not the other side of the argument, the other group stating that they feel this, uh, this whole interview is a bit of a farce because Megan is somebody who's trying to keep out of the public eye. She's trying to protect herself from the media and that they fled to America to get away from the media attention. So why then go on and ha go on TV with one of the biggest celebrities in the world and have a two hour long interview? You, it's hard to marry the two. Supporters of Meghan would say that she's coming out there to state her case and to speak her truth and tell her side of the story. But let's be real about this. If Meghan and Harry went off to America and then just kept quiet for a little while and then just started doing their own thing, it's very likely that the world would have moved on from this scandal. The world wouldn't have been bothered. The new cycle moves very quickly. Every few months there's a brand new story and people's attention spans are quite short. So it seems almost like Meghan and Harry did this interview to stay relevant. I mean, they pocketed a room at 7 million from this interview. So there's money incentive. And so people look at this and see it as being very disingenuous. Um, see, thinking that perhaps a lot of what Meghan's saying is over-exaggerated. I mean, there are other claims that Meghan bullied the uh, staff at the of Buckingham Palace, etc. Um, I have not seen any evidence of that. There's an investigation being launched into the whole situation. But, yeah, a lot of this group seems to see the these things. They see Meghan as a Wallace Simpson type character and she's just trying to stay relevant and make money off this situation where if someone was truly caring about their mental health if someone was truly caring about protecting themselves and their child they would remove themselves from all media etc they would have gone a wall effectively gone radio silent so i can see that argument i can under i can understand both sides here and both sides have some weights uh, when you look at it from their angles from their lenses they've both got points Unfortunately, neither none of us are in the royal family. None of us will ever truly know the truth. But this brings us on to a wider issue, the real issue that I want to get into in this video. So let's get into it. What I really want to talk about, guys, is the story behind the story. Because, yes, Meghan and Harry had their interview with Oprah, and they dropped uh, buzzwords that are going to get people's emotions fired up. They mentioned race, and they mentioned mental health. And people have very strong opinions on those two topics. And this gets people fired up. It gets people to staunchly stand in either the pro-royal camp or the pro-Meghan camp. And then they duke it out. But there's only one winner. And it's not royals or Meghan. It's the media, guys. It's the media because guess what? They are still 
profiting. They are still making their money off this whole situation, a situation that they started. And I find that truly despicable because Megan even states in her early on in the interview with Oprah, she states that she felt isolated and unprotected by the British royal family. Unprotected from what? The media. One has to ask themselves that had the media not zeroed in on Megan, had the media not attacked her in the way that it did, and that's not for debate, they did go at her. If they hadn't done, would those stresses and those stresses not been there? Would the fractures in the royal family have been exposed? Probably not. It could be. It could be argued that Meghan would have had a happier time in the royal family. Should have felt safe within the royal family, and she would have had. Should have built stronger ties and relationships with members within the royal family, and have a far more positive familial experience with them. Again, we can't state that. We can't. We can't say that's for sure, especially if the allegations regarding the race issue of baby Archie are to believed. One would hope optimistically that if that was an issue, that the member of the royal family could be held accountable and that they could be enlightened by Meghan and come around in the end. I know from personal experience with friends of mine, etc., who have had issues with regards to homophobia and racism, and they've ultimately become enlightened and changed their complete opinions on those topics. Why can't it happen for the royal family? But we can't state that for certain because ultimately that's exactly what happened. The media got their cause in, they hooked in, they put that pressure constantly on there until those fractures were exposed, applied that pressure, pressure, pressure until the situation just exploded and we ended up where we are, with Meghan feeling like her life, like she wanted to die, Harry feeling like he needed to remove his wife from the situation, lest history repeat itself, and the media, from start to finish, profiting all the way. Straight after this interview was had, I saw headlines in the tabloid media regards to Megxile. Various headlines, they're selling papers, selling ad revenue, making money. So yes, if Harry and Meghan made seven million off their interview, that's peanuts compared to what the media would have made as a result of this whole situation from start to finish. And what's diabolical is that we see this constantly over and over again. In a previous video, I'm going to link above again, I talk about how the media trolls celebrities, how they recently trolled Wayne, Wayne Lineker, how they trolled uh, Britney Spears, how they went after Caroline Flack, how they went after Mike Thalassis. Caroline Flack and Mike Thalassis both committing suicide. And tragically, most of all, they went after Diana and we know how that story ended. Again, wh whatever your feelings are towards Diana, you most people would hold the media most accountable for her untimely demise. And there is the thing. When are they going to be held accountable for their actions? Because it's their reporters who are writing these articles, having them published, getting their paychecks, that are, cause, that are changing the course of public opinion. And when the weight of the world is being zeroed in on singular people, it can be too much for some of them to bear. And this can lead to tragic consequences. So when are the reporters going to be held accountable? I mean, we saw what recently happened with Piers Morgan. I talked about it briefly. He had his rant against Meghan, massive backlash against him, and now he's no longer a part of ITV. 
But when are we going to see this happen on a much broader scale? And I'm not talking ending freedom of speech. I'm all for freedom of speech. But I'm also for accountability. I'm also for consequences to one's actions. If you go out there spouting hatred and animosity and anger, and then for no reason, mind, for no reason at all, and then something tragic happens to that person, when are the culprits going to be held accountable? That's to me is the real story here because in the whole megan versus royal family there's no winners there the only winner is the media and i'm gonna leave this video here guys um what i want you to do is voice your opinions in that comment section down below let me know what your thoughts are with regards to megan and harry to the royal family this whole sordid and messy situation tell me down below i want to know I want this to be an open conversation between us guys. I want you to teach me something and hopefully maybe I've taught you guys something as well. Maybe I've helped you look at it from a different perspective. But we're going to leave it there. So before we end it, like the video guys, subscribe to the channel and ring that bell for notifications. And on that note, on that bombshell, I'll see you guys next time.